0: What up to boy Tommy G. You are listening to No Mercy Episode 4. Today I will be joined by our guest and my partner from the first ever No Mercy podcast, Jeff Mans at Jeff underscore Mans. We get a little fucking weird in this podcast. Went in a lot of different directions. Just finished recording it. I don't even remember what we just talked about. Neither did Jeff. We kind of blacked out for an hour and a half. Uh, We went into Josh Gordon. We went into Vontae Davis, Antonio Brown. Talked about the FanDuel betting situation, did a little FanDuel skit, uh, definition of love in seven words, talked about all the drugs we did in college, did a fuck, marry, kill with Hugh Jackson, Bill Belichick, and John Gruden. Talked about Bert and Ernie being gay. And we actually spent some time looking back at last week's NFL Week 2 and looking forward to NFL's Week 3 with some of the things that are jumping off the page. Make sure you go and subscribe on iTunes. That is critically important for the success of this podcast. So if you are not subscribed, please subscribe. You'll get notifications every time a new episode drops. Uh, Give us a nice review, or give us a shitty review, whatever you want, just tell us what you think. And uh, do all that other fun stuff, right? Reviews, downloads, subscribe, all that good shit. So uh, without further ado, let's get to the madness. Hit it, Miyagi. Mercy is for the weak. We do
1: not train to be merciful here. The man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. Ain't ain't no mercy.
0: What up? Let's get weird. It's your boy Tommy G here with episode four of the No Mercy Podcast. I am joined by the man, the myth, the legend, the guest of the first ever in history no mercy podcast from way back in the day of last thursday jeff
1: Mans, what up my dude wait so you're doing other shows without me what no what, no let's just what pretend what's going on here this is episode two i was kidding oh yes. okay good because i would be very offended like if you let yeah you know, as long no. as uh, it's okay if you're gonna do shows with other people that's fine as long no. as scrubs like MLB model or somebody like no,
0: that. No, 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 no. It's God. only it's only those are practice shows. So I, I need to keep the vocal cords warm, you know, between shows. So I do a little bit with MLB model okay. and Mad Lab and those guys just to just to make sure we're ready for you.
1: It might but might make it, sense. But that's good. All right, that's Mad fine. Lab does make sense. It, I, I, yeah, as long as it's just you and I and no mercy. That's all I'm, that matters to me. That's
0: it. this is not an open relationship. Not at all. Right. This is no, this is just me and you. And this is episode four. You can follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeff underscore man's it's a horrible twitter account
1: underscore but, uh. mafia baby <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Did, did sorry you, we all get thanks there's a jeff man's twitter account but like the dude does not respond he doesn't exist like doesn't exist at all i know that worked for you somehow you were able to finagle your way out of it i could never do it i st- i do it like every three four months i hit them up still can't find it
0: I was, I was Tommy G underscore 1979 and then I was Tommy G DFS and then I went and bought Tommy G from a kid for an undisclosed price, which we will never tell the world, but I did get a hold of him and I bribed him and I bought it from him, so, uh, so I'm very proud of that and uh, I'm going to make fun of you for eternity until you get the Jeff Manns handle, which I hope you never get and you have to keep that stupid fucking underscore <laughs> Hi, in your fucking name. Uh,
1: but uh, This is bullshit.
0: But what we're going to do on this podcast, similar to last week, uh, we're going to go back and review for week two. Talk a little bit about what went right, what went wrong. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about some of the fan questions you guys have, some weird shit on there. We'll keep the fuck, marry, kill segment in. We're not going to use. Uh, we're not going to use staff members. I think we're going to do uh, NFL coaches this week on our fuck, marry, kill, and we'll add some other crazy shit in there. We'll talk a little Josh Gordon, Bonte Davis, Antonio Brown. And then we'll give a little preview for some of the stuff we see really, really early in the week. This is being recorded on Tuesday. So me and Jeff are normally still in film study mode from the week before and just trying to get a feel for some mispricing. So very, very early look at some of the matchups that are popping off the page. Jeff, you're probably a little more prepared for that than I am at this point in the week.
1: Yeah, you don't have to say for that. I'm just always more prepared. For <laughs> <laughs> I've been live tweeting your arrival to the to record this podcast all afternoon. I've just been constantly doing. Like, I'm he's here. here. He's gonna be here. Well, I thought he was here. He didn't text me back. I how many times did I text you? A lot. Yeah, a lot. Fifteen. A lot. Oh,
0: a lot, that, like, like, I have you on Do Not Disturb, so I don't know, but it was a lot. <laughs> I, I just know it was, like the, it was like the national debt calculator. Every five minutes, it would go up one, two, three, yeah. four, five. But, uh, so, so let's start here. I mean, the, you, we wanna, let's look back at last week a little bit. So week one was a fucking smash, you know, across the board, just hit the nuts. And what we said to each other, and I think what we said on this podcast, if not, it was at guruleet.com on our live stream that me and you do together every Friday, which is the official plays for the week. That's when we're fully locked in. And then our articles drop shortly after that. But uh, I thought we absolutely smashed last week. And we said, thank God we started with a week like that. In case we have a week that's not that great, we'll possibly buy a little good graces from the subscribers. But as we know, (laughs) that never actually fucking happens. Because everyone needs to smash every fucking week.
1: Yeah, it didn't go well. I mean, what can you do? As far as daily was concerned, it was all Mahomes and the and Roethlisberger. You had to have one of those two. I did not use either one in DFS. The thing here's the interesting thing, right? And I, I know this pisses a lot of people off. Last week or week one, we absolutely smashed the world. However, me personally lost. I led a losing week. Made a terrible fucking decision to pivot from uh, Amendola and I, f- I don't even remember we put Alex Collins in there and we-, we lost and then this past week I actually won my cash games got slaughtered in GPP although I didn't pl- play three GPP total for I think $70 because <laughs> I didn't win the week before right. so I actually had a slightly profitable week but my calls were dog shit like and my article one out of six quarterbacks hit I think tight ends Two of my tight ends, I don't think, got a catch. Uh, Jenu got a one (laughs) catch. Holy shit, it could not have gone worse with those two positions specifically. So, yeah, that definitely a down week. I I could tell some of the subscribers lost. Others won. There were a couple big winners in there, which is good. But, man, it was was just a a shitty week. I hate when you have to have one fucking guy. You have to have Mahomes or Roethlisberger. Like, I had Antonio Brown and Tyree Kill. And? Dude, and me and Ted were going back and forth. Like, we are zero for the first seven touchdowns in this fucking game. How is <laughs> possible? How, how can you be zero seven? We spend so much money on these pigs. And we, we got one touchdown total, a late Tyreek touchdown. That was it. So, yeah, definitely a depressing day as a whole.
0: Yeah. The funny thing was I did some multi-lineup entering, like 20 lineups in the Millie Maker and, like, the small dollar queues. My main lineup sucked, um, got dragged. And like we said, we're not – Everyone's like, you guys only tout when you win. Here we are, nationally, free, not behind the paywall. Everyone in the world can listen to this. We got up to number eight in the sports category. That's, that's pretty well-listened to podcast. I am telling you that I got fucking dragged last week, and Jeff is telling you he got dragged. It happens. Uh, I got dragged in gambling, too. It was a fucking bloodbath. I got murdered in gambling. bloodbath across the board last week. Uh, God. My, we're going to do a gambling podcast. Uh, Jeff, close your ears for one second.
1: What? what? Okay, why? Yeah, just go okay. talk to
0: the wife for a second. Okay. So, la,
1: la, la. Me
0: and MLB model will be doing a gambling podcast in a day or two. What we'll talk about last week's gambling. So tune in for that. Uh, subscribe to No Mercy. All right, Jeff, Can you're back. Can
1: I hear yeah, you're, good. you're good. You're good. You're back. Oh good. Back. Okay, good.
0: Yeah, I just it was a secret word that we'll talk about at the end of the show. Oh, good. It's like Pee Wee's Playhouse.
1: Today's secret word, is
0: <laughs> – yeah, play a little game for you. But um
1: well, we should totally do a secret word.
0: We should, just to make like, sure it, people it listen.
1: Like something horrific.
0: Well, we'll do this at like the 69 minute mark.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. I'm not, I don't
0: know when the 69 minute mark well, is. Let's just we'll,
1: see if we fall into the secret word. We'll <laughs> I doubt like, we'll could, Somebody says something terrible like AIDS or hepatitis like, or something awful. And then we just, and then somehow we just strut upon it.
0: I actually have a plan for this for the next show. Okay, I, I have an actual plan that we're going to do for the next show going Good. forward. And this, we could even do prizes for it and shit with the subs. But uh, So what I was going to say was in the Super Contest, the Vegas Super Contest, we went 4-0-1 in week one, uh, undefeated. And then last week went 2-3, and 3, and I thought we were fucked. And then I looked, and of the 10 most heavily bet games, these are $1,500 entry, 4,000 people, mostly handicappers. Anyone worth a shit in the handicapping industry has an entry in this thing. The top five heaviest bet games in Vegas all lost, and eight of the top ten lost from the sharp betters so that was a bloodbath the fs was a bloodbath let me put something in perspective for you here jeff the rushing leaders for week two in russia le- in russia this is there's the russian leaders in america in the nfl in week two only three running backs in the entire nfl rushed for over 84 yards in week two let that sink in yeah. one of them was matt Breida who was basically on 0% of lineups. One of them was Philip Lindsey, my dude, who was on like 0% of lineups. And then you had Tevin Coleman, who was fairly chalky because of the Freeman injury. So you literally, outside of Tevin Coleman, there was only one back that rushed for over 84 yards. And we're in a season where literally nine of the top 12 picks in your seasonal drafts were running backs. So I think we need to start off here and talk about what the fuck is going on with running backs so far.
1: Yeah, and I think even to put an exclamation point on that point, is th- I'm going to go through the top running backs' point scorers in DFS last week, right? And I'm going to tell you the number of carries they had on the ground. Nine. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. 19, 11, 8. Hold on. Uh, scroll down. 11, 17, 6, 5, 1, 4, 8, 11, 6, 18, 18, 13, 16, 4. Like we're going down 15 lines there. And like, what? Nobody had 20. I think only three had about 15.
0: Let that sink in. The only person with over 20 was Mixon on the Thursday slate. So he wasn't on the Sunday main slate. Yeah. So on the Sunday slate, there wasn't a single running back who had 20 carries. Todd Gurley had 19. And he had 42 yards with those 19 carries. That's it. what do you do? I mean, he had three touchdowns with it too, but. I mean, that's like just insanity. And you have weeks like this, you know, like this is this shit happens. And of you got, the top
1: six running backs sc- point scoring, uh, only one had more than 14, 14 or more rushing attempts. Two of the running backs had 14 or more catches.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was insane. I mean, you had, if you look at, you know, receptions from, you know, the top receptions of running backs, you had three guys. You had Chris Thompson, Saquon Barkley, who was on Monday night, so wasn't really playable on the main slate. Chris Thompson and Christian McCaffrey both had like 13 and 14 catches last week. And then you go all the way down to James White, I believe. Maybe Riddick might have had more too. Riddick had nine and James White had seven. But outside of that, you had two guys who had 27 catches combined. Then you had a couple guys in there and Riddick and James White who aren't ever popular. They're never highly owned. You'll get a little bit of ownership on them. But that's really all they do is catch passes, right? Who had seven and nine, and then every other running back in the league had six or less. So it's not even like these guys outside of Thompson and McCaffrey and, and Barkley on Monday night were getting 15 carries but getting nine, 10 catches. Like there's just – there was no running back volume last week, and I'll say that was my mistake. I went heavy on a lot of the big-name running backs, and, uh, and, it, and it didn't really work out for me.
1: I went, I, I went Tevin Coleman last week, and I had McCaffrey in there as well. Um, McCaffrey's is, it's fine and good, but honestly, didn't wow me. The 14 catches looks a lot better on DraftKings when you're playing the full point PPR. Otherwise, it's seven points. So it's like okay, you got a touchdown on FanDuel, we're we get half point. So the, I mean, it was a solid effort compared to the field. It was good, but those were my cash game running backs last week. I think in the future, though, I mean Melvin Gordon, Gurley, they were up there against Saquon, Zeke. Just like last year, we're going to have to pay up for running backs, Tommy. We've been very lucky the first two weeks of the season. We had so many value plays at running back. It's going to be a situation where we're going to need the top-end guys in order to constantly compete because there's just so few of them. Mm -hmm. It's that or you have to identify who's going to be a huge pass catcher that day. And as history will show, that's not an easy thing to do in fantasy.
0: No. And I mean, me last week, I mean, where did I fall? I liked Kareem Hunt, who actually had a pretty decent game. He got, I think it was 18 carries. He scored. but wasn't yeah. great. It wasn't anything that you're going to fucking win you a tournament. I went all in Connor and Kamara. And I didn't do it because they had great weeks the week before. I did it because they had great matchups. Connor was in a shootout, you know, absolutely looked like a great spot. He was priced at like 6,700, which was too low. And Kamara at 8,500, you know, I thought the dude had a 27-point floor. He proved us wrong last week. But – you know, both these guys were in games that, you know, had a lot of scoring in it, and, you know, it just, just didn't work out. The crazy thing is my next tier outside of my elite backs, so I had the G-spot guys. My next tier below that was Gurley, who scored three touchdowns, Tevin Coleman, who went off, Christian McCaffrey, who had 14 catches, Yeldon, and Melvin Gordon. Those are my next five. So it would have been, I only built two teams last week, it would, and then I did some multi-entries, like just throwing shit against the wall. But if I would have done my normal like five-team bill, my fourth and fifth teams would have had those girlies and Melvin Gordons and all that on it, and I probably would have ended up having a great day. It was just one of those situations where my top three or four weren't great and my five through
1: nine smashed, Then it was enough to keep them off my main lineup. Yeah, it's one of those things, too, is the passing. It's not surprising that we're seeing so much passing and so much production from receivers and even running backs catching the football sort of a trend that the NFL is going towards. One of those deals where the Eagles win the Super Bowl and everyone's trying to be them. How do you replicate what the Eagles do? Well, a lot of passing on first downs. Early down passing, we're seeing it way, way, way more mm-hmm. in the last three, four years than we're accustomed to seeing. And also obvious passing situations or running situations, second and short, it's become almost it's automatic pass in that situation, just because the defense is trying to stack the line. They're bringing those linebackers and safeties up, so they're trying to make a big play knowing they have the third down in their pocket. So NFL sort of trending this way a little bit. It will flatten out once the weather gets worse and once teams sort of separate themselves and sit on leads. But in this early going, it's almost – we've seen it, what, New Orleans, Tampa Bay last – or two weeks ago, Kansas City, Pittsburgh this past week. Like, man, it's like who gets the ball last is pretty much the team that wins.
0: Yeah. I mean it's 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 a revolving door, right? Like we try to predict it. It's really unpredictable from week to week. You could start to get a feel for trends as we get, you know, 3, 4, 5 weeks through. But right now, I mean everyone's still kind of in a feeling out process. This was definitely a week where, you know, you needed to have one of the big quarterbacks, right? You needed to have Bortles, you needed to have Fitzpatrick, you needed to have Kirk Cousins, you needed to have Big Ben or you needed to have Mahomes. You know, like, that's really what you needed to win because those guys threw for, like – you look at Bortles, Fitzpatrick, Cousins, Roethlisberger, 377, 402, 425, 452 with 12, 15 touchdowns between them. And Mahomes, 326 and six touchdowns. So it was. it's one of those things where we say, you know, pay down at quarterback, quarterback, you know, there's not that much difference between the top guy and the 15th guy. But last week there sure the fuck was, and uh, and that really – that really fucked me a little bit because Ben was my number one quarterback heading into the weekend. Uh, and I moved him out because I was a little worried about the elbow, and that scared me off, which was fucking stupid. But uh, that, that was actually would have been my main guy.
1: Where are you at with Jimmy G? We've talked about We're both big fans of him. Yep. The first outing, like I said, I, I thought he played a pretty good game against Minnesota. I know he had three interceptions. I get Minnesota. It. But it was, and it was one of them was a complete deflected pass at line of scrimmage, whatever. But I'll tell you, this game played a decent first half. That second half, he was dog shit, just mm-hmm. pure dog shit. And I'm not, I'm not worried. Still believe in him and everything. But man, he should have been able to carve up that Lions defense, especially when Darius Slay went out. Like there's no reason to sit on 206 for him uh, throwing the football. He's got a great matchup going up next week. He's got that shootout with Kansas City again. So hope I'm banking on a rebound. I'm sure you will too, but Mm -hmm. are you at all nervous about Jimmy G?
0: Shockingly mad lab is who's a big Niner fan, big Jimmy G fan, like just all over it. I'm not, um, maybe it's biased. Maybe I'm fucking stupid, but nobody
1: that handsome fails for long. Do they? That's
0: the thing. He's way too good looking. Like it's physically impossible. Even
1: people always find a way
0: like us. I mean, we always just, it doesn't matter what happens. Like, We always just rise to the top. So, you know, like you said, you either got to have a big, stupid, meathead face like like Peyton Manning or Luck, or you got to be beautiful like Brady or Jimmy G. So, you know, it's one or the other. So I'm really not that worried, though, Jeff, because I don't feel – I mean, look, Pettis is a rookie, right? Got a lot of skills. I loved him last week. Fucked me in the ass. But he's a rookie still. You got Kittle, who's a very good tight end. He's not Travis Kelsey, who I got a fucking – Definitely apologize to everyone for I thought he was going to be useless this year with Mahomes. I got to switch everything I was thinking about after seeing Mahomes last week. My apologies. I was wrong. But, uh, I mean, Kittle's good. Garcon's old. I love Garcon. I love Garcon as a possession receiver. He's had really tough matchups with Slay and Minnesota the first week. I think he'll get better as the schedule softens this week versus Kansas City. True test. But he's missing Goodwin, man. He's missing that, that guy who could take the top off the defense. He's missing that field stretcher. He's got a bunch of plotters. You know, Kittle Kittle's like been his deep threat lately, right? Like Pettis, Kittle, Garcon. It's not really great weapon. You need that Goodwin there. So I'm not going to make a real judgment on Jimmy G until I see him with Goodwin back in the lineup and a full arsenal of weapons. But it's not great. But I just think it's going to provide us value going forward. Honestly. I do
1: too. I think he'll be fine. Especially it, yeah. this week is a big test, though. He's on the road, but it's a game that should shoot out. Yeah. And even if Kansas City gets on them, and I know Kansas. By the way, I'm just going to say it now. I, I'm coming out right away. If you're in a seasonal fantasy football league, sell Mahomes right now. Yes, I agree. Sell, 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 sell. Would you agree? Oh,
0: fucking billion percent. Only because not that I don't believe He's the all.
1: only one that gets it. Dude. And that's sad for me to say. Honest, Tommy, you know how many times – I've said this like five times this week. I wish I had him. Me like I'm crazy.
0: I wish I had him just to fucking trade him. Because, dude, I'm 100%. getting tweets, just got offered David Johnson for Mahomes. Just got offered Zeke for like – Go, motherfucker, go. Go. Let that fly. Don't trade Mahomes for, you know, a fucking mid-tier guy like no. fucking, you know, Chris Hogan or something. But go – dude, go rape somebody someone's going to fucking open up their asshole, lube it up, go ram it right up their ass. If you can go get David Johnson, even though I'm tremendously down on him and was in the preseason or anyone who was drafted in the first three rounds of your draft, go fucking do it right now.
1: And I said this uh, 50, I, I implored everybody on Monday to do it. I said, go out. I want to see the screenshots, a hashtag elite mafia. Tra- I want to see screenshots of you trading this guy, what you got for him. Every single one got Julio Jones. Got David know, Johnson. crazy. I got Julio Jones, got David Johnson. Let me let me find the, the link here. Got TY Hilton and got uh, T. Y. Hilton and uh, oh shoot, I can't look. Uh, T.Y. Hilton and somebody and another running back. Like, they are getting multiple pieces for Pat Mahomes because this is a commodity, and you know you were a trader. This is what happens when something's so freaking hot, you jack up the price out mm-hmm. of this world because Bitcoin. Are He's water. Bitcoin. He's big oh, there are people out there playing fantasy, and even DFS. Next week, he's going to be He's going to be 80% owned because people don't think they could win without him because he's had an amazing two games.
0: And it's great. I mean, we saw Deshaun Watson do it too. Like, yeah. Deshaun Watson came out last year, and in his first four or five games, threw, like, fucking nine touchdowns to Will Fuller alone, right? Like, he was out of his fucking mind. Peel the touchdowns away. They, listen, don't misinterpret this. I am a believer in Mahomes. If it's a dynasty league or something, yeah, get a fucking mansion for him because I really do think the kid's a stud, especially if you got him cheaper late in any of these keeper or dynasty leagues. But he completed 82% of his passes last week, then he threw six touchdowns. Like, Come on, that's not sustainable. That's not it's going impossible. to continue. It's the one
1: mathematically impossible. He he threw it. He's, he's thrown touchdown passes on almost twenty five percent of his throws.
0: Yeah, he's he's completed what like thirty eight passes and he has ten touchdowns or something like that's more yes. than twenty five percent. More than twenty five. Yeah. So the thing I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing rushing yards. You know, he's basically getting you, you know, fifteen to twenty rushing yards a game, <laughs> and he's he's you know, it's twenty seven attempts, twenty eight attempts. You know, you're not seeing this kid sling the ball 40, 50 times yet. Granted, both these games were fairly close. You know, I mean, granted, there were a little bit of blowouts at times, especially the Charger game. But I don't know, man. I, I just don't see this. I think, he's, I think he's a guy with tremendous upside. I think he's a guy you got to keep your eye on. You got to love him. But he's fucking Bitcoin right now. He's Bitcoin at 20000 I man, don't care I, if he I continued this.
1: Do it. Do it. He is Bitcoin. Literally. Yeah. Get out now. I understand you right now you think you can't live without him. But remember, 2 weeks ago, fucking 2 weeks, you guys were all you couldn't live without Deshaun Sean Watson. Right, it was exactly. the same shit.
0: Now he's like, on the yeah. waiver wire in leagues.
1: Fucking A. He was losing, losing,
0: to, the, bad losing bad to the losing to the Titans bad. with a backup quarterback. Fucking like, you yeah. know, like no, you know, 100% Jeff, 100%. Good. But I'm very much higher on him than I was, you know, going in the going last
1: into season. season. Sure, I think we, we have it. I admit it. I'll
0: push, it. I thought he was, was Tyreek Hill only. I thought every other weapon on that team was going to be useless. And that's just what I saw. The All Steelers the are
1: shitty, though. We got it. We got it. That game was – the Steelers are real bad. They have been since Shazier went down. They were missing their best cor- – or two of their best corners in Artie Burns and Joe Hayden last week. I mean, so I, I'm not willing to crown the guy yet. I'm very impressed. I think he's, he's hot. And that you can't – but listen – is Patrick Mahomes the highest-scoring quarterback in fantasy football this year?
0: Probably Fitzpatrick, right?
1: It's Fitzpatrick, exactly. Right. And no one yes, wants to touch him. No one will trade for him. That's the funny thing. Of course No one will right, go near Fitzpatrick. In a dynasty league today because Fitzpatrick's on the waivers, and I only have one quarterback. So I'm like, oh, I guess I'll put it for him. Here's the, the thing. Nobody even wants the guy in their team, yet – with Mahomes, they think they can't live without it. It's fascinating.
0: Let's look at this, Jeff. And here's the and then we'll dovetail over to a fan question here. Drew Brees in 2016. This is the example I gave to one of my friends before. Threw for 5200 yards and 37 touchdowns, right? Yeah. Was absolutely out of his mind, insane. And the next year he got drafted in the 4th or 5th round. Mm-hmm. Right? which is fine. Like you know, and guys like me and you tend to not would pass that up probably because we like to wait on quarterbacks. So, even if you're going to say Mahomes is going to match that Drew Brees season. 5200 yards and 37 touchdowns on the year. If he were to do that this year, he's still next year going to be drafted in a redraft league, non-keeper league in the 5th round. Yeah. So no, but David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, fucking all these other guys, the Holyo Jones are gonna go in the first. So if you trade him right now as Drew Brees 2016, you would be making a fair trade if you traded him for a fourth round pick. So, and people are getting first round value for him. So go fucking do it. Go fucking do it. I mean, listen, if you have Ben Roethlisberger and Mahomes. I'd much rather go get the value I'm going to get from Mahomes and ride the rest of the season with Ben. Cause I think Ben will outperform him the rest of the way. But
1: yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the drop down at quarterback is so slight yet. Yeah, it's not like other positions where you can be catastrophic fall. Jeff,
0: or, 90% of these guys who have Mahomes have him as their backup.
1: Right. And they he's they not their
0: number running. one. So they could trade Mahomes and they're still sitting on Ben or rivers or someone like that. Like, or breeze even like, go get your fucking running back go fill your void a hundred percent i think that's a no-brainer good to see you on my side
1: i i'm yeah and by the way we are literally the only two people that think this
0: and we did not talk about this before the
1: show nope not we didn't even we don't show about it. <laughs> i threw it out there and i, I couldn't believe i'm like i've traded right now everyone's like you're out of your mind blah blah yeah. and then i started getting all the all like just just send it off see what you get in return and they're like wow i got julio jones i got david johnson <laughs> it's like <laughs> a fucking halloween like i just got out here like it's like you you go to halloween you go trick-or-treat and it's like oh i got snickers i got a whatchamacallit, i got a fucking eight ball <laughs> <I> just gonna use the same analogy like what would you got like i got a mini snickers what'd you get i got a fucking eight ball in my bag <laughs> eight ball wrapped in hundreds
0: <laughs> okay wrapped in hundreds that's in the middle crazy. of a watch yeah like i mean that's yeah that's fucking insane but yeah, I mean, if you look at it for the, you know, for the season so far, it's like, you know, Fitzpatrick is literally higher scoring than him, and no one wants to touch him. You couldn't trade Fitzpatrick in a seasonal league to anybody. It's like just amazing how people pick and choose their sample sizes. Like with this kid, because we liked his upside to begin with, the stats are real. But with this guy, the stats aren't real because we don't like him. Like, the
1: okay. new thing is always the best it's yeah. why the
0: younger thing especially
1: elmo and teletubbies and fucking right. bitcoin and it's why all these fads always happen and they sell million pet rocks go right. through history meanwhile like fucking the, the newest thing is always going to change everybody's life and then they get that new thing and they're like fuck my life still sucks shit yeah. dude and then they, they cast it aside
0: jeff so Fitzpatrick. patrick had beat the shit out of a New Orleans defense that everyone was high on. People were starting the New Orleans deal all over DFS in New Orleans, where everyone was like, this D's going to be better this year. And then he just lit the fucking Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles up. So it's not even like he did it to cupcakes. Like, these these were supposed to be tougher matchups for him than what Mahomes just had. But anyway, let's get to a Twitter question here. Um... People love the Fuck, Marry, Kill, so let's, let's get that out of the way right up front, all right? So we're not going to use staff members this time. If you guys missed it, you should definitely go check out that segment from uh, No Mercy, episode one with me and Jeff Manns, where we went and did a Fuck, Marry, Kill with our staff members and Ted Schuster's barbecue. Offended field.
1: everyone.
0: Just fucking offended steak. the whole yeah. industry. But we're going to make this topical this week. Fuck, Marry, Kill, three NFL coaches for you, Jeff, okay? Oh. Ooh. Yeah, we're going to use NFL coaches. Fuck, Marry, okay. Kill. Hugh Jackson, oh. Bill Belichick, and John Gruden. Fuck, marry, kill. You got to fuck one?
1: Oh, I mean, kill one. Kill. I'm killing Hugh Jackson. He should be shot. Like, he's Let's done. talk
0: this through, though. Okay, give me your analysis.
1: Okay, so Hugh Jackson could not figure out that. So we talked Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick drops 400 on the Saints defense in it at home in week one. So – it took two and a half quarters (laughs) for the Cleveland Browns to throw a pass over 20 yards. (laughs) Like how in the name of God is that humanly possible? It's as if, He doesn't know what's happening. Fucking kicker had a hurt groin and missed four kicks. Any one of those kicks, they win the game. He didn't even know. Josh Gordon's out fucking 10 o'clock at night at the training facility. Nobody knows. (laughs) Antonio Callaway, he's out with fucking machine guns in the back of the car during training camp. Nobody knows. Hugh Jackson fucking doesn't know what's going on in that place. So
0: garbage. Uh, Kill Hugh
1: Jackson. Okay,
0: well, let me just give you a counterpoint here on killing Hugh Jackson. Good luck. Because he's so dumb. First of all, I mean, of the three, he's probably got the the most lovable face, right? Bill Belichick and John Gruden, you know. know, Hugh Jackson's got – because you got to marry one of them, right? He seems, like, soft and, like, fluffy, right? He kind of has that hairless Jeff Manns WNBA vibe, right? And – you know, where you spin him over and maybe it just feels like a chubby fat chick, right? But <laughs> yeah. Hugh is so dumb and so naive that if you married Hugh Jackson, you could cheat on him all day and all night with women for the rest of your life and he'd never fucking know because he has no idea what's going on right under his nose. So I actually have him closer to the marry category than the, than the kill
1: category. It's, not, it's an interesting point. But you know, it's not a bad point. But I, I think you may be looking—you
0: may be looking at it from a coaching perspective. I'm looking at actually no, having to fuck. I, I know and you marry really it.
1: want. No, I have a—I no. have a clear person that I'm fucking out of these three. Okay, who's like, that? It's clear and it's a way. There's, it's a no doubter for me. Is it Gruden? No. Oh, that's I'm my. I'm fucking clear. Belichick, just so I can go to all those fucking mass holes out there and say, "Guess what? I fucked your coach, fucking ass." <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's what I did. I fuck Belichick. Go, go, get on that, you pieces of shit! You fucking <laughs> air duel. Well fucking never, our team's never lost in the 17. Yeah, playoffs. I fucked your coach. I, I cried just all over him. Fuck Belichick, and I will post it proudly. Be like, yeah, I'll make t-shirts and I'll sell them. I'll watch fucking everybody cry. Oh, I'll, I'll watch them. I'll fucking barstool guys will start crying. <laughs> <laughs> imagine that.
0: That's a good point. I didn't yes. think of it from that perspective. So, so I had Gruden as my fuck just okay. because he seems like he's like that angry fuck, right? Like you could piss him off. and Do you and think he'd, so? Yeah. He'd, he'd be like, oh, I yeah, give like it to me. So give it to me nice. in my ass. You know?
1: Yeah. See, I would marry Gruden because I think he's too nice. I don't think he's mean Chucky anymore. I don't he's just know. like, oh, okay, yeah, I like it, oh, I like it. I mean, I think
0: he could switch up the fucking because he does seem like he uh, – he's definitely a sweetheart, a half of him too. But uh, I kind of like – I think he's got that dirtiest side of the three. You know, I think he could get the dirt. He's got more draft cheat in him than the rest of the group. So, so you, that's you might be right on Belichick. that.
1: And, and also, his technique would be flawless.
0: Right. Like, Belichick okay. is the guy who I could see marrying him, From one standpoint, because I feel like he'd keep the books clean, the house clean, and do the finances, and he'd be anal about all that shit that I don't want to do, but I couldn't deal with him for the rest of my life. So I'm killing Belichick. I'm fucking Gruden, and I'm marrying Hugh Jackson so I could cheat on him and uh, still be able to bang women the rest of my life.
1: Belichick's the kind of guy, when you just look at him, you know that guy's got the dirtiest asshole ever. (laughs) Like, it's just corroded, and there's fucking cobwebs in there. It, it sprinkles <laughs> hair, like a, Schuster, like a Schuster asshole. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, just a fucking barren hole. Yeah. Hair and
0: like little like micro machines in there, and like,
1: yeah, it's like G. 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 mud in the rain. <laughs> like that's you just know. So, he just got that vibe about him. What's but your still, final
0: answer? So your final. I'd still
1: do it. I'd still do it just so I could tell all the mass holes out there. Ha, 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 look what I've done.
0: So your final answer is fuck Belichick, marry Gruden, kill Hugh Jackson. Mine is marry, marry Hugh him. Jackson, fuck Gruden, and kill Belichick. We're not on the same on any of them. So That's, there okay. you go. We have different tastes. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Vontae Davis. Um, oh. speaking, to, speaking, of fucking, speaking of fucking and killing, like this dude <laughs> fucked and killed his whole whole team and his whole fucking legacy. Uh, for those of you that don't know and have been living under a rock, this is one of those things, Jeff, that I didn't realize until the next morning. You know, like, this was one of those news stories that I kind of woke up, hung over, and blacked out, like, wait, what just happened? You know, and Bonte Davis left the team and retired at halftime of Sunday's game, literally walked in the locker room, didn't fucking tell anyone either. The players found out, like, on the sidelines through the grapevine, just fucking straight retired. So, give me your thoughts.
1: Huh. My thoughts are players make too much money nowadays. Yes. And it's sad because I think I like them making money more than I like the owners and shit. But it, it, when, when this can even enter your mind, you're just too well off. Vontae Davis is a bag of shit. That's okay. what he is. He's just a guy. This fucking guy for five years has been not practicing, not practicing, not playing, yeah. injured, 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 injured constantly. The dude just never shows up. And he's, but yet this marginal fucking guy who at one point was a lockdown corner only because he was never thrown at. He now has so much goddamn money that he could say, "Nah, fuck it, I broke up a pass 11 minutes ago. Now I'm going to go fucking hit the highway. I'm leaving it on that note. Shower traffic.
0: It- yeah, that, I mean, what a piece of shit. Like, the first thing I thought was this is fucking hysterical, right? Like, that was the first thing I thought. Like, this is the most Bills thing ever. Like, if you look at bills. these fucking four teams that just, like, can't get out of their own fucking way, the Raiders, the Arizona Cardinals, Cleveland, and the Bills – I mean, it's just you just – they're fucking soap operas, all four of them. Like, what's going on there? The fact that the fucking Arizona Cardinals refuse to give David Johnson the ball in space and he has, like, five catches in two weeks, you know, and he's not even playing the slot anymore. The fact that Cleveland, every player is getting arrested and Hugh doesn't know and then Josh Gordon's just got a hamstring and then he's on the Patriots. The Bills have players retiring at halftime. The Raiders fucking trade Khalil Mack. And then he happens to be on two nationally televised games, just destroying the universe to rub you it in their face. Blocked. Like it's, it's just, these teams are just so fucked, but this is just hysterical. And then I started thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? This is, like, insanely fucked up. Like, insanely fucked up. Like, how can you not even wait till the end of the fucking game? Right. Like, how, what has to come over you?
1: It was in they, his mind. It right, had, it,
0: yeah, but, this wasn't new. He didn't just, yeah. like... You know, get it burnt by Keenan Allen and go, fucking. it, I'm done. Like, yeah. this was something that he's probably been thinking about for years. And to just fucking quit at halftime, it just – I mean, Jeff, that's your legacy now. Oh, yeah. Like, when people talk about Vontae – if he retired after the game, no one would knock him, right? right. Like, listen, I ain't fucking playing on this team. Uh, you just make up an excuse. You know what? I feel yeah, like right. I got a concussion. My head's hurting. I don't want to go through this. I'm worried about my career. Shut it down. People be like – if you're on
1: the Bills and you give yourself a concussion, I get it. He Uh,
0: should – I would uh, slam my head into a wall just to be able to not pass protocol. Exactly. I
1: get it. But Jesus Christ. I mean, you you think about it. We watch Hard Knocks. Watch all these guys that work their ass off around the clock to try to make a team. Right. Like, to them, it's an honor. They would fucking love to be on the Bills and fucking do it. But for this asshole – who's who's been such a terrible teammate for years in Indianapolis now in Buffalo and to come in and just fucking desert his team in the middle Fucking like piece of shit in the podcast right now or something like just right. walk like, out well, I, that I would hope for I know I like, I, mean, you know,
0: I almost disconnected
1: analogy, but yeah. but I mean from my end if I walked out right now it'd be right weird. Yeah, well,
0: I don't man. think – I think it's different because I think everyone would be happy, including the fans. No,
1: I think the fans, the fans want more. They, think <laughs> I mans, they,
0: they, they want, want more mans. They want more fuck, Mary kill out of man. <laughs> that's
1: he kills. But, but, so,
0: uh, dude, does he get his game check? Yeah. Because that's the thing I was thinking. Like, do you have to complete the game to get the game check?
1: No. You no? You just have to be there. Even if you're inactive, you get your game check. All right.
0: so yeah, that's, It's that's it's,
1: it's horrible. He doesn't get the rest of them, obviously. and But –
0: He's got a lot of guaranteed money. I'm curious to see how that goes when they're going to fight over that.
1: It is preposterous. I was heated up about it earlier in the week. I'm still pissed. I I said, "I'm fucking. I'm all in. I'll be a Bills fan the rest of the year because fuck it. If you're going to be, you know, a lot of people, Bills fans still go to the game. Why? They're they're good fans.
0: They're good fans. Bills Mafia. Good Bills Mafia. As a Jets fan, I gotta respect it because the one thing I always say about the Jets, Giant fans are fucking pricks. But Jet fans, at least, we're fucking loyal, right? Like, yeah. we're still fucking here after nothing. Bills are fairly similar. You know, you had those four years in a row where they were making a Super Bowl and losing, but that was almost more of a negative than a positive. So their franchise's been through a lot.
1: And you think about it. You think about you sit there and you when you think Buffalo Bills, what do you think? I think Jim Kelly. Dude's yeah. had like four mm-hmm. stages of cancer already. Yep. He's struggling. He's fighting through. He had a son that passed away that was disabled, and the he's been through the ringer. Bills fans, they get threatened to move all the time. They yep. jack up the prices. Shitty weather. They're at games it's in zero degrees. Right. Everything's terrible. They're, they're in Buffalo. <laughs> and says, No, I'm too good for you. Well, people, fuck yourself. Yeah, you know? And what do all of these situations have in common, Tommy? Arizona, Buffalo, Cleveland. Uh, what was your fourth? Oh, uh, Raiders. The Raiders are yeah, bad coaches. Look at these decisions. Steve Wilkes and Mike McCoy in Arizona, fucking trash. Wow,
0: McCoy. I can't even.
1: Awful. He's been awful. Mike McCoy was with the Denver Broncos and Peyton Manning, who, by the way, I always said it, called his own plays. He didn't take – he wrote the playbook. He executed the playbook. He called his own plays and did it. And Mike McCoy somehow got (laughs) fucking credit for that. Drives me crazy. Terrible decision there. Terrible decision to have Hugh Jackson, who's an awful coach there. Fucking Buffalo and Sean McDermott and Brian DeBall. Leslie Frazier's a nice man, but he's garbage.
0: He's a nice man. He's a nice man. He's he's
1: like one of those guys. He plays cover two. He's in in the the Mary category. You you live in the fucking 2002. Go back and, you know, fucking read a magazine or do a flip phone or some shit. and Fucking search (laughs) on Netscape. Because (laughs) you're you're living in the past, bro. You're living in the fucking past. These, These organizations hire cheap low rent fucking coaches that can't get out of their own goddamn way and can't motivate players, can't inspire players and then you got people leaving at halftime. It's disgraceful.
0: Yep. Josh Gordon hurts himself during a promotional video. I knew so some- <laughs> <laughs> The funniest thing was I made some controversial tweets back, you know, a while back when Josh Gordon first was going through his mental illness. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here, mental illness. Like, that's like, every, I've said this before. Everyone who's got a problem now has a fucking disease assigned to it. Like, Tiger Woods has a sex addiction, and this kid's got a mental illness, and if your kid's failing in school, it's because he's ADD, and put him on drugs. Everyone's got a fucking reason why they're fucked up. People like me, who probably have every one of those fucking things, just stands up and goes, I'm fucked in the head. I'm just a fucktard. Like, I just, I'm stupid. Like, whatever happened to people just saying I'm fucked up, and then fighting through it their whole life like I have. But, right. Josh Gordon. The second I heard, like on like Saturday or whenever it was, that yeah. he was a hammy popped up at like six PM watching the fucking college football game. I'm like, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. And me and Rappaport were texting actually, and Rap goes, "That equals crack." And I was like, "Yep, he's gone, dude. Like Josh Gordon is gone." I tried to trade him to everybody. I'm like, he's done, and and everyone knew it. So they they tra- they sat with him for you know half a decade, you know dealing with him not being on the field
1: five fucking years.
0: Yeah. And now he's fucking. Now they cut him, and yeah, you know, what a fifth round pick for him to the fucking Patriots? Who they said we're not trading him within the fucking AFC, and they give him to the best team in the AFC. Oh, I wish this.
1: This is, is what the right, fuck what are you doing? doing? Because I'm I'm pulling my hair out of my fucking head.
0: <laughs> we head not, you have.
1: We will not trade him to an AFC team. <laughs> Wait, him we, to- no, okay, yeah. What? Give us whatever you want. What do you want? You want a fifth pick? Okay, <laughs> but what? Do, can we also give you a seventh pick? Okay, cool, cool. I was like, wait, what?
0: We're not what trading them to the AFC, so we're going to give them to fucking the best team in the AFC for a box of fucking footballs. Like, what? I could see them going, you know what? We weren't going to trade them to the AFC. If you're trading them to the fucking Patriots, you better be turning around and saying, listen, we weren't fucking trading this dude to the AFC. They offered us a first rounder. They offered yeah. us a second rounder. But for a fifth rounder, you're going to break that hard, fast rule? And not just ship his ass over to Dallas where you could fucking send him where everyone will be happy and send him over there with fucking Jerry Jones and go get your fifth or sixth round pick over there? I, I don't fucking know, dude.
1: Now, here, You know what, Josh Gordon, let me this – is, this is what's going to happen. You guys, let's look into our crystal ball here, all right? Our no mercy crystal ball. And what do we, we find? Guess what? Josh Gordon get eight fucking touchdowns this year. Josh Gordon fucking catching touchdown passes in the fucking playoffs. You know why? Josh Gordon's a foster child he's a foster child he's fucked up mentally he's an absolute disgrace he's an addict whatever we're all addicts by right, right. who if you're not addicted to something go fuck yourself i'm addicted to everything addicted to <laughs> oh i do everything reasonably oh i bet you're you're, you're delightful and bad yeah you,
0: you know you don't get laid that's for sure
1: yeah, oh that's so great because gentle lovemaking is the way to do it but <laughs> josh gordon he's a foster kid you know foster kids bounce from house to house in their whole life and they're fucked up kids and they're mean and stuff. they're not fucked up kids they have fucked up parents or fucked up people that don't care about environment is fucked up exactly it's the fucking environment randy moss quit on the oakland raiders nobody talks about it nobody even acknowledges it ever happened why because he went to new england they said yeah we don't do that here and if you do you're gone he said okay boss and And they showed him some love and that's fucking that's what he, josh gordon's gonna go there and he's gonna light up a blunt tom brady's gonna smack him in the dick and it's gonna be like we don't do that and you get the fuck out and he's going oh shit okay yes pause." and then he's gonna go fucking ball out that's how this is gonna happen and we're all and everyone's gonna be like, well the browns did all they could and it was all the like hugh jackson they've kept with them for five years no they enabled him enabled him their fault they did. for letting him where why is Justin Blackman not in the NFL? Justin Blackman did a little fucking tokens little fucking uh, I think it's meth or some shit. But still, like it's totally fu- Justin Blackman was gone from the league a one year. This is five years with this motherfucker and we're and, and- <laughs> And he's gonna go to New England and he's ball the fuck fall out. out, of his mind. And everyone's gonna turn around, and look at Hugh Jackson, like, and he's just gonna be sitting there with a fucking taco, like, I don't know.
0: Well, he'll be hopefully he'll be unemployed by that point when that happens. But so, give me a prediction on Josh Gordon. I need two things from you. I do own Josh Gordon in a league, and I'm very happy to see him go to Patriots. But um, give me how many weeks until he's like playing fifty percent of the snaps. And then what do you project him for after that time for the last, you know, 10 games of the season, top 10, top 20, top five, where do you see him?
1: Two weeks till he's up to speed playing 50%. Um, He is a top 24 rest of the way guy. He's a wide receiver too. He's going to ball. There there is only two options. I just want everybody to understand.
0: He's either gone or or he balls balls out.
1: Ball crazy. Yep. Or he's going to talk some shit to Belichick and get put out on the street. There is no in between. Yep. There, in Cleveland, in Dallas, there would have been plenty of in between. There is none. Look yep. at all, they're rotating everybody else. They fucking bring in uh, Eric Decker, gone. Kenny Britt, gone. Corey Coleman, gone. New England, don't fuck around, man. That's why yep. they're always, winning. That's they're always the thing. winning. There's an environment there that if you don't step up, If you don't ball, you don't play, and you're not around, we're not gonna pay you, we're not gonna have you in the locker room, you're not there. So there's only two ways this goes. And I think Josh Gordon, for the first time, maybe in his life, is gonna be told no. They're gonna track his ass. They're gonna know exactly Yep, they're gonna have
0: security on him, they're gonna have cameras on him. He's not fucking leaving anyone's sight without a bodyguard next to him.
1: GPS tracker in his asshole.
0: Yep. Is what they're gonna do. I agree with you. You're yeah. looking at a top 15 to 20 receiver or he's on the waiver wire in two weeks. It's one of the only
1: two outcomes.
0: Those are, that's it. That's yeah. absolutely it. I agree with you hundred percent. There's nothing wrong there. Twitter question. Oops. Define love in seven words,
1: seven words,
0: Define love in seven. So words.
1: basically write a Tommy G article about love. Um, so, <laughs>
0: Oh. to find love in seven words i got hold joe i think this is it let me see i have mine okay one two three four five you have to
1: count too. One, I two i gotta two.
0: eliminate a word hold on hold on
1: seven okay i got mine okay
0: you got yours what's yours yeah.
1: leave me alone while i am drinking
0: <laughs> that is love you have said it before if i find a girl that just doesn't annoy the don't shit out count of me
1: my beard yeah
0: just stay the fuck don't away
1: tell me i've had enough don't say i should eat something don't give me any of that shit
0: okay i got mine you ready yes blow job okay. while eating a sandwich watching football that's okay. mine okay. if i could find a girl which i have that will blow me and now it was longer because it would be after she made me a sandwich. So make me a sandwich, give it to me, blow me while I'm watching football over your top of your head, where I could actually like rest the sandwich on your head as it bounces. My pickle bounces up and down. Both pickles bounce up and down. That's love. Like that's wifey right there.
1: You see, this is where you and I just, we're, we're way together on a lot of things. Then you say stuff like that. And I'm like, this is fictitious. This is Pat Mahomes 217 touchdown type shit. Like what's, yeah, it sounds delightful. It sounds I've had delightful. that happen before. I've, well, yes, i percent had that happened, oh, uh, for me, 25 years ago. Like, it's, yeah, <laughs> I get it. It happened a long well, time ago. 39 dog. going on
0: 23, so it's that's still happening.
1: It's different. You're, like, I will guarantee, and I don't know how many people, how many married dudes are out there with no mercy, but they, they just heard you say that, and like, what's that?
0: Right, because wow. they didn't wait till they were 40 to get married like I'm gonna. <sighs> the thing about fucking marriage, Jeff, everyone fucks up now your wife is amazing you lucked out and have great kids you have a great but you're you're a wife i told you that you're gonna make a great wife right like you were the wife <laughs> in the fuck marry kill so you're not you know, fucking like telling your girl what to do and going out cheating i've been to vegas with you you're loyal you're faithful you're you're you were born to be a husband that's oh. you you're hardworking. you're disciplined you're organized you know that's grand not likes me
1: to do those things though
0: that's not me I'm a fucking psychopath. So I realized that, and I made the mistake of getting engaged when I was younger, which a lot of people don't even know. And now I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm nuts. I am going to marry a bisexual girl who is 15 years younger than me, who is going to allow me to be a fucking psychopath, who's going to need me for my money, not care about my looks, and just basically be my party friend who's also my girl. And if we have kids, great, I'd love that, but that is, I can do that at 40. At 25, you have no power, now I have power. I've been dating 25 year olds since I was 17. But back then I wasn't making seven figures. (laughs) They're working at fucking Nordstrom's. Like they need me now, so they will follow my rules. So, So yes, it is doable. If you wait long enough. So Is my
1: that God. the power move, by the way? Yes. I just thought, like, you just stroll into Nordstrom's like you. Yes. Let's go. I'm changing your life.
0: Dude, it's to the point now, Jeff, with these girls, they're so insecure because of social media and all the shit that's out there, and they're all hopped up on fucking Ritalin and Adderall, and they're all, they're all over the place. Now, if you buy them three shots, they're like, will you marry me? Like, yeah. they're, they're very codependent, and they just want someone who's going to take care of them because there's no men in their generation. There's no such thing as a fucking 25-year-old man. There's, they're still boys. They don't hold chairs. They split checks at dinner. They don't know how to act. They're not powerful. They're not tough. They're all snowflakes.
1: It's, so, yeah, it's why the, people always laugh at like, oh, what, what, how typical. The older man marries the younger girl. It's like, no, that, those people may make it. They, those people have a lot in common. They both want the same thing. Right. Hey, girls, girls want, the want protection. The, the men want to protect. A hot chick. Right.
0: That's, the reason, I mean, it,
1: work, it works a lot better than, hey, we're, we're both the same age and look the same and now are the same and now the same. That doesn't really work. It
0: doesn't work. The reason why guys like me that are pushing 40 get 25-year-olds is because of 25-year-olds. <laughs> 25-year-olds push them to us. Yeah. Because once you pick up a check and fucking pay for their friends and cut the line at the club because you know somebody and fucking pull up in a Jaguar and do all that, they're like, what the fuck have I been dating this Abercrombie douche for? Yeah. Like, this dude's asking me to fucking pay for dinner. You Suddenly, abs aren't that important now. Right, exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It, ain't what's in your, it ain't what's under your shirt. It's what's in your pocket, son. This, anyway, let's get to it, the next one. You know,
1: by the way, that's why I love this pocket. It's like you just talked about, fucking like, you like, I don't care how many people know. Nobody knows about your engagement story. I'm no one, no one. you said it. I don't, said don't care.
0: I'm like, no mercies. No mercy on anyone.
1: about it before. I forgot even yeah. what, what it was. And some topic or whatever, you're like, no, everything's in. Everything's,
0: everything's in. in. All in. We're yeah, all in.
1: About.
0: We've been Every, waiting everything fucking years.
1: Everything's everything. on the table. All right.
0: Everything. I will hide nothing. This is no mercy. And right. anyone who's on with me better be prepared to – that no holes barred. Everything's coming to fuck out on this podcast. But uh, let's get to Antonio Brown real quick, and then we'll touch on, you know, a couple of the quarterback, wide receiver, tight end matchups uh, later this week and talk about Burt and Ernie being announced as gay. So – The, uh, the Antonio Brown situation is one that I feel like, I feel like I've been fucking on the nuts with these Pittsburgh Steelers situations. Um, I was, I believe I was the only one in my camp, at least of my friends and people I communicate with a month ago saying, I ain't fucking going near. Let me on bell. Like, Nope. Don't want it. You are my friend. I mean, I guess you are.
1: I know. I mean, I don't know what we are.
0: I don't know if we we talked about Lev bell. Did we?
1: What
0: did we talk about Lev bell a month ago?
1: Oh God. Uh, not on the podcast, but I, I mean I completely was in agreement
0: there. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was saying I'm like, this dude's out for a while. Like right. like I'm like, this motherfucker is not fucking around right now. The second I see dudes, you know, starting to drop rap albums and all that shit, that's the point where I'm like, row, And I was trying to bait Mad Lab into taking Le'Veon Bell with the third pick, uh, because I had the or second pick because I had the third pick in our draft uh, before the news came out. And I was like, dude, these tweets, I know because I have that sadistic fucked up, like you fucked me once and I want to like kill your firstborn mind. So, like, I know that insecurity that guys like Lev Bell and Antonio Brown have when they feel like they're not treated right. Or they feel like you've seen it, me with Sirius XM, me with Roto Grinders, me with Scout. Like, if, if I feel like it's like the Pat McAfee approach, right? With Barstool. Like, if I feel like someone fucked me and doesn't appreciate me, I don't care if you're underpaying me. I don't care if you're making me work long out. If I feel like you're fucking me and you don't underappreciate me, fuck you. I will burn the house down. And it's
1: a common it's, thread you and I have. Right. You're you know, the same. Like you mad like that. Yep. Like you just there's a line. Like you just don't cross the line. You can right. say things you do, but don't you fuck me over. Don't pull one over. Right, don't try don't. to get over on me. Right. People that grew up like that you, you just don't do it. That's how like we grew up. Line, you just don't do it. And when they do, you go balls I out. I will
0: light the fucking house on fire. I've walked away from more $400,000 a year jobs than anyone at my age should have, just because I was pissed off. You know. So, And I see Le'Veon Bell. I see Antonio Brown. I see these guys being the same way. So when Le'Veon Bell was writing in those cryptic tweets, that was the words I used, cryptic tweets that he was tweeting a few weeks ago. I got nervous. Antonio Brown drops that that thing on Twitter the other day where he said, you know, if that's the case, trade me. And I was like, uh-oh, there's problems here. And even on the last episode of the podcast that aired yesterday to drop dropped this morning, my brother was like, fucking morons like you that think, you know, he's asking for a trade. I'm like, he is. He's, he's making a statement. You don't do that shit in the middle of all this turmoil, Jeff, and drop that thing because he gets a million people a day telling him, you know, you're a piece of shit. Steelers win without you. You're a product of Ben. He chose now to quote, tweet, and put it there. And then all of a sudden, Guess who didn't show up for work this morning? So, what's yeah. going on here?
1: Yeah, I, man, there's a lot going on. I don't know if it's Tomlin and his rules. This is another organization that has been plug and play. You know, people forget Mike Wallace was a superstar receiver for a couple years before Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown was a sixth-round pick. It's not like a guy came in like he's Calvin Ridley or some shit. Like, Antonio Brown was a nobody, came in, worked his ass off, made it up, mm-hmm. and he's somehow become one of the most egotistical players in the league. And I don't know if it's because of the uh, uh, hype or because of the money he's getting or because of the position he plays at wide receiver. But something happens to these guys where they just think they're above it all. And Antonio Brown won the goddamn ball. And for folks that don't, there's no injury. There's no nothing. He was returning punts Mm -hmm. late in the game. You're not returning punts if there's an injury or any of that. He stood out. He stayed off the field because he was fucking pissed. He pulled a Scottie Pippen in 94. Let Tony Kukoc shoot the last shot. That's what Brown did in that game and not showing up Monday. Definitely a shot across the bow. Man, to ask for a trade, to demand a trade, that would poison everything. Because right now, I feel like everybody rallied against Lev Bell and supporting of their coach and James Mm Conner and Roethlisberger and everything. Like all the offensive line came out and talked against them. If Brown does it, it doesn't matter what happens in the locker room. The poison's already going to be in the system for the Steelers. Everybody else out there. You're driving Bell and Brown both away. That organization's going to be in the toilet in, uh, you know, outside of two years. It's, it, it
0: will not be good. Uh, that, that we can say. like, It will not be fucking good if that happens. I'm curious to see how this ends up. I don't really have a prediction um, on where this is going to go. If you had a prediction on it, where do you think this ends up?
1: I think he comes back. I think they pump him the ball a bunch of times, and they just kind of, like, go through that whole thing. I don't think this sustains anything long-term.
0: Yeah. Um, here's a good, interesting Twitter question. Uh, d- this just came through. Uh, also, discuss what we learned about the game Duck Hunt today. I don't know if you saw this. Seth oh, Rogan. I didn't. Seth yep. Rogan
1: tweet. Did oh, you I didn't, know that? Yeah. I have to do a mo- Remember, what's my motto? I see everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're, you're, i react to your nothing. big brother You're big brother i am i'm watching everything I, I saw this dude did you
0: know that that in duck hunt the second for those of you that don't know the old school game back in the day for those of us over 35 uh <laughs> remember the game duck hunt did you know the second player controller controlled the duck no idea what the I fuck had no idea how are we finding this out now
1: i have an old school nintendo at my house that i need to go go
0: and- go I- test it Go I'm test it. To. I got to. You have to do that tonight. Report back to us. Although,
1: you night. know, I don't have the gun, though. I do have – I don't Mart-
0: think you need the gun. gun. You just need to see what? if the second player controller controls the duck.
1: Because that would be amazing.
0: Yeah, because do you don't need to shoot the fucking thing. You just need to find out if for fucking five years of my life, I was sitting there fucking not realizing that if I sat on the other remote, the duck would spin in circles. So that was kind of crazy. Seth Rogen broke the fucking internet with that today. So um, Antonio Brown, we just discussed. FanDuel, we're not going to talk too much about because uh, – close your ears for a second. Okay. Yeah. Uh, me and MLB model are going to be doing a gambling podcast where we're going to go deep into this from the gambling side in a day or two. Okay,
1: time? Jeff, you're back. Yeah, you're back. Okay. So uh,
0: we'll talk about this briefly, Jeff.
1: Did you say something about MLB no, model?
0: No, 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 no. I said okay. uh, when I was watching MLB last night, I was fucking a model.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah.
0: I have nothing to do with Rob, no. Uh, so FanDuel won't honor an $82,000 bet from the Broncos made this Sunday. For those of you that don't know, FanDuel Sportsbook, which is fairly new, obviously. Um, had a mistake on their live in-game odds. Instead of seven and a half to one, it was like 750 to one on a bet. Some dude threw 110 bucks down on the Broncos to complete their game-winning drive with a field goal and win the game when they were down 19-17 with a minute and a half left or whatever it was. And uh, Fandle actually said, fuck that, (laughs) we're not paying that shit. You know, it was a mistake. (laughs) So uh, you're not getting $82,000, but we'll give you fucking 500 bucks and some giant tickets uh in the sky <laughs> so and the guy said fuck that i'm suing the shit out of you so uh great for the we'll, we'll talk about the intricacies and all that a little bit more in the next pot or two but jeff while i have you here i'd like to take on it.
1: oh uh, this I, I, it's one of my this is my favorite story i think of the entire day because for one that's my
0: least favorite <laughs> trust me <laughs> for
1: number number one i love it so much because it, it really divides our guru league crew <laughs> the, whole just, fighting. the fucking civil war going on and it's so unusual for the, the Guru Elite crew to turn on somebody that's not me. It's so <laughs> different. And I feel so great when it's somebody else. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's usually me. And when I see everybody right, i like, yeah, that's usually against me. So that's fun for me. By the way,
0: can I give a little little tidbit here? Yeah. The, uh, the best thing about our company, GuruElite.com, the elite mafia, hashtag elite mafia, yeah. we got a bunch of fucking gangsters in the DFS industry. Like We literally are like the Cincinnati Bengals, except we win. Of the NFL. <laughs> we, we don't care. Everyone's got Bengals. fucking, you know, they have like all the guys with felonies and gun charges and like, oh, they just yeah. bring everyone in. We brought in the craziest fucking people in the world to just come work here, except we ended up becoming the Golden State Warriors with a Bengals like roster of chaos. But the thing about us is we're all very out there and we all really don't watch each other's Twitters much. We live in our mentions because we all have thousands of followers. So like when a hot topic comes up, Jeff could be tweeting something to my left, like Benny was today, and I'll just be tweeting something to the right, having no idea what the person on the left wrote, and then we'll start fighting each other because we'll get pissed at each other for fucking calling us out on Twitter. But at the other side of it, Jeff, it's like when I got in the fight on Twitter with the broccoli head, the shirtless broccoli head on Saturday, where I started calling the kid a bitch and trying to fight him, and the whole elite mafia came flying in. Ben Hancock, Mad Lab, you. (laughs) Like, even Jeff Collins was running in going, do I fight or film this? Like, everyone was <laughs> everyone was involved on some level. So, uh, it's a very divisive group because we're a lot of hotheads, but uh, when we get together, be careful. So, your yeah. thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, it, what I think about FanDuel is FanDuel is so – DFS, these companies, they're trying to get into, like, the real world. They've lived in this bubble for so long where they could just, like – fuck you. They can say whatever they want to us because they had such a monopoly on the world. Mm -hmm. that now they're going out and trying to do something mainstream like sports betting. You can't really do that. I mean, you can't just fucking, you can't just have a glitch. Like you just can't glitch out. Like I understand it happens and everything else, but I'm fascinated to see where it goes as far as like, who's right and wrong. I really don't. No one knows. I really don't know. I I think they're like, I I'm I'm one of those guys and Tommy knows for I think there's always a solution. Like right. you know, Does he should he get eighty two thousand? No. Should he get fucking a pair of giants tickets? No. Give the guy <laughs> $5,000. Like, right. come on. Like, right. you know, you fucked up, you glitched out. You gotta give him something. You gotta get, you know, he caught it. What do you but? You gotta give him something. You can't just no, I refuse. You gotta give him something, but you don't get. But on the other side, you don't get eighty two thousand. fuck nut. You know you don't get a 750 fucking to one odd on a fun close game like that you, you knew what you were doing all, right. like all these fucking letter law like there's a solution here that's easy but nobody wants to bend and in a personal standpoint i've watched the dfs companies over and over and over just kind of tell us to go pound sand right and just that we all look at each other like is this just how it yeah, like what
0: happens like i couldn't edit my lineups for an hour what do you mean i get a free entry into a free roll?
1: But. Our servers are down, so go fuck yourself. We're like, oh, okay. We'll just wait here comfortably. Can I suck my thumb? Is that okay? Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. You know, and like, there's nothing we could do. So I'm I'm fascinated that they're out in the real world now. And the guy's like, no, you have to actually honor that because you know that's kind of the way the world works. So <laughs> I'm interested in it. I I, I know, like, nobody gets seven fifty to one.
0: On yeah, man. no, no, that was it was a misprint. It was not only a misprint. Like usually it's an extra zero, but Fanduel. I mean. <laughs> Managed to yeah, do two right right? My six hundred
1: supposed to be like literally.
0: It should have been when you fuck up like seven fifty, right? So he would have got seventy five hundred. In that case, just throw the kid to seven grand, shut him the fuck up, and keep it moving, right? Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So this is interesting. Just to give you guys, there's a lot of uninformed people talking, and I think everyone's a little uninformed on this because no one really knows what the sports betting laws in New Jersey are, right? Because it just started, so it's like. The laws in Vegas normally state that, you know, if, if you put a ticket in and even if the ticket's erroneous, you're still going to get paid on it. There has been a situation in the past. I believe it was the Falcon Super Bowl, um, where me and Sheeta were talking about it earlier, where the error was multi-millions and they went to the Gaming Commission and they actually sided in the favor of the casino because it was so much, right? But every other time, basically, if they fuck up on the ticket, you get paid on it. That's, that's Las Vegas. Online books, online sports books, which everyone's been using 99% of their action on, Bovada, Betfair, Paddy Power, all these. Basically, you don't get paid. They can do whatever the fuck they want, right? Because most of these are completely unregulated. So they can just straight shit on it and go, you ain't getting fucking jacked. And you're fucked. There's nothing you can do, right? This is an interesting situation because it seems like the Jersey laws say one thing that they agreed to, but there is a little bit of a, like a footnote in the FanDuel laws that I posted on Twitter, which we don't know if they're going to hold up in court. We don't know if this is something that was approved by the gaming commission, but it does say Fandle Sportsbook reserves the right to correct any obvious errors and to void any bets placed where such errors have occurred. So it is there. It's in writing, but that doesn't mean you can't sue the fuck out of them and win that in court. So it's going to be interesting. We're going to talk a lot more about this when we get the, uh, the experts on um, in the future. But right now I don't want to say it in front of Jeff, but you heard it before. But um, okay. yeah. So that that's a funny situation. That uh, it's I'm just surprised it took a full two weeks of the NFL season to put uh, <laughs> to put them in the papers. Like that's remember
1: when we used to do the Fanduel headquarters
0: live from Fanduel headquarters. We're gonna have to bring that back next show. We we'll, we'll probably we're, have to
1: live, we're live from that. The Fanduel Gaming headquarters. Like that, that was
0: our that was our best segment on Sirius. So we're bringing yeah, that we're back good. next show. Live from Fanduel headquarters. Yeah. Uh, it's the guy under the bridge.
1: <laughs> what? Yeah. We need ideas. What do we do here? <laughs> what do we do? Wait, we just had a seven fifty to one guy bet one hundred ten bucks. We're supposed to pay him eighty two thousand. What are we supposed to do? Give him some giant tickets. Just, well, just any game or like a like a can we like any game or division game? I mean, what are you thinking? Not, not the good game. Do it for like uh, see if they play the Browns or give him like a, give him the Redskins or something. Redskins. Ooh, well, I mean that's that's still East Coast. They can kind of get there. Are we uh, the guy is from Delaware, so yeah. you have to drive up. Then uh,
0: send him an Uber. Tell, tell him we'll get him an Uber X. Don't do XL, right. though. We, it's too so you expensive. You only have Lyft. That, uh, go Uber. Uber X. Uh, just make sure it's not when, uh, when it's surging. We don't want to pay that one and a
1: half X. Okay. Well, what, what, should we give him cash? Is there any money? Or should we just say- No, we have, have no money. Sportsbook ran out of money on the first day. Okay. So just no cash, a pair of Giants tickets. Uh, we'll issue a press. We'll send him an email- with a ticket to a DFS contest or something, should we tell him directly to fuck off or do we just like dance around it a little bit? Uh, Just tell, uh, just tell him support to tell him that
0: we'll get back to him when an answer shortly. We'll email him in a few weeks with a free roll for like 40 bucks.
1: Okay. So it's like an endless email string that never actually gets resolved. And eventually he just stops doing it kind of thing.
0: Yes. Yeah. Just wait
1: till he gets tired. Like we always do. Okay. Perfect. Hey guys, we're going with plan B, plan B, plan B. That's how we're going. All right. Good. Thanks buddy. All right, no problem. Have a good day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. we got to do. That's literally
1: how they do that's this. Literally,
0: uh, dude, the next show we're doing live from Fanduel headquarters on the lobby, and we, me and Jeff, have like we're gonna get our get our devices where we could sound like we're echoing and further away to make it better. <laughs> but uh, but I want to I want to know we're gonna do live from Fanduel headquarters on what went into creating the lobby for Vandal, <laughs> this, this literally visual eyesore that is
1: Fanduel.com. Visual herpes.
0: Yeah, so we'll do that, definitely. Uh, we'll get into uh, quarterback, running back tight ends that we're leaning towards for a couple minutes. We're actually on time. We're at about an hour right now, so we've got another 15 minutes or so. Um, two quick questions. These should be quick. Um, one, uh, Tommy G, how much K, E, and G did you do at Sound Factory back oh. in the day? <laughs> does this question make any sense to you, Jeff? It does to me. It makes complete sense. All
1: right, it. so I'm guessing what is it, uh, how much K
0: E and G did I you? Thought do it,
1: I thought it when I saw it come across. I thought it was a keg.
0: Yeah, no, no, it's K, E, and G. All
1: right, so if you can decipher sound it. Let me place from your clubbing days. Right, so is Sound Factory was. was a DJ. Right. Uh, yes. Back in the day, um, E is I, I. it's got an ecstasy. Right. Right. We shoved okay, that up so our asses last podcast. He would be liquid G. Yeah, dude.
0: I would have had you at like 15% to know what G was.
1: Oh I knew oh dude you you me and my buddy Rich wait wait wait, is there a fucking story here have you done G oh yeah man we went we used to go to No Mercy. These old Polish guys like well at that they were younger than I am now at that time they were old Polish guys
0: doing G with old Polish guys?
1: Yeah old Polish guys I remember this and my buddy Rich stumbling out what fucking street was that was in Des Plaines, Illinois, and just stumbling out of the bar. What? He stood in the middle of a traffic, forty-five miles an hour. He stood in the middle of the fucking street. Yeah. Just stood in the middle of the street like he was a deer, like he didn't know what was even happening. I had to put him on my shoulder and carry him back into the place. I went downstairs and I blacked out for like four hours. Yeah. The next thing I remember is I was waking up asleep on what was a mock dance floor at this club. And looking for my buddy Rich, my buddy Rich was sleeping on top of a bar in the upstairs. And there were still like 100 people in the place. It's like 6 a.m. and they're serving breakfast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: That's crazy. Yeah, so E was like my fucking drug of choice. Like I've, I've done more ecstasy than any human should ever consume. It was like literally like popping an aspirin for me back in the day. So yes, uh, G was something, believe it or not, that it didn't have that much experience with. The first time I ever did it was at um, – at an after hours club at like seven thirty in the morning. And I was kind of afraid of it because I knew a kid who died because he drowned in the pool. Cause he did, you do like a half a cap full and like small amounts of that shit. Like it's one of those things where if you did a shot of it, you die, you know, like you're done. Uh, you end up fucking running in traffic. But uh, I did a tiny bit of it with these three girls and I had my first foursome. So I had my first foursome before my first threesome. Think about that. And uh, I remember a lot of it. I remember I was fucking on point. So it makes you fuck like an animal. Um, and then maybe dabbled with it like once or twice after that. So not big on it. And K, do you know what K stands for?
1: No, potassium. <laughs> no.
0: K is ketamine. It's a
1: numerical sign for potassium. <laughs> yeah,
0: K is ketamine. Do you know what that is? The cat ketamine. tranquilizer? It's a cat tranquilizer.
1: For cats?
0: Well, yes, it's a cat. I mean, I guess it's probably horse tranquilizer too. But yeah, it's, a, it's really a cat tranquilizer. I actually, should I even mention that I sold K? I think Statue of Limitations is gone. <laughs> but uh, it was 25 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, K, everyone sold drugs you. in college. Like, I wasn't That's like, one of
1: the things. You know, I, I wasn't like Tommy Escobar. To I was so like, I know like, he takes them. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't think he ever sold them. But Well, I'm what like-
0: happened was there was, this, there was this yellow label, K, which was like the, the elite. There, there was yellow, blue, and I forget what the other one was. But the yellow, they like discontinued it, so you couldn't get it. And my boy had like a shitload of it. So, like, it came in, like, this little jar that, like, you'd stick, like, a needle in and, like, you know, obviously, like, you'd yeah. inject someone with it, right? But what you'd do is you'd pour that jar out on a plate real thin. You'd throw the plate in the microwave for a certain amount of time. I don't remember how fucking long it was. And then it would, like, kind of crystallize. And then you'd scrape it off and it would look like Coke. And you put it in a jar and you would sell it for a shit ton of money. Like, wow. it, it was expensive and it was cheap. So, it was the highest profit margin. So, yeah, we were, like, the only people who had the yellow label left. This is 25 years ago or whatever the fuck it was. But, uh, but, yeah, I was never big on it just because it, it puts you in, like, a fucking K-hole, it's called. And I got some crazy stories. We'll tell it another time. Uh, on, on the air. Don't worry. I'll tell all of you. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, I didn't mess with it too much because I was more of an upper guy than a downer guy. But, uh, but yeah, I, I fucked around. with it. more on the beach, you know, yelling at cops on the beach and, you know, put myself in a K-hole. <laughs> oh, we used to well, film us.
1: like Frisbee and shit I have and videos
0: of myself in a K-hole. Like, I have a video where I put myself in a K-hole, like, watching myself in a K-hole.
1: What's
0: but, a K-hole? Uh, K-hole is like the goal. Like when you're doing too much of it, you go into like, the only way I could describe it, it's like, uh, like a fucking alternative universe. Like you're in a video game and you kind of know you're in the video game, but you don't know you're in the video game. It's like one of those. It's like kind of like DMT.
1: Like, uh, is that it, from uh, like, uh, is that, that's like the drug from 22 Jump Street.
0: Yes, uh that's probably more like mushroomy but yeah, K's like that. Uh, you see all kind, you move in slow motion like you know like but when you go into a K hole that's when you go you're sleeping but you're yeah. like vividly in another world. And some of the K holes are good. Some of the K holes are bad. <laughs> so so uh yeah, it's it's interesting. And the other one there uh, real quick before we get to next week's plays and shut this motherfucker down. Burt and Ernie are announced as gay today, Jeffrey. How do you feel about that? That Bernie, Bert and Ernie, Bert, meh, 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 Bert and Ernie uh, were announced. You know this story more than me. You're actually the one that brought it up to me. So you, yeah. Would it.
1: So I was a big Burt and Ernie guy uh, when I was. I mean, a you kid. look, you
0: look like both of them.
1: Not <laughs> only that, I named my entire family. I named after a Sesame Street character. So like everybody in my family was one of these guys. And like they my, all my sisters and brothers got divorced. So there are people in my like extended family or your former in-laws that only know me. They don't even know my name. They know me as Ernie. That's it. They only know me as Ernie and it's a true story. You want to hear anything else about me? They don't know. They wouldn't know Jeff. Jeff answer Jeff, Mann. Is that Ernie.
0: You want to know him sound funny? My brother, you know, Kurt. he actually went by alf you know alf from melmac the character back in the day he made all of us call him alf for like six years of his life like he wouldn't respond like he was like 20 (laughs) i was gonna say mid 20 maybe it was like four years i I remember him being like six or seven years old and like if you said kurt he wouldn't respond he only responded to alf
1: to alf wow Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But, so what's his announcement with Bert and Ernie now? You and Ray Flowers are Bert and Ernie, by the way, but come yeah, on.
1: Uh, yeah, the, they were – the creator of Sesame Street came out, I guess, today or yesterday or whatever and said that they were gay. Indeed, de- like they, they wrote them as a gay ca- couple, which, by the way, is Obviously. complete. It's completely- really? <laughs> I'm on the other side. Yeah. Well, no, there's no way. They, back in – like they started in the 70s. Like right. nobody wrote gay characters in the 70s. There's not wrong well, with cool to say it now. Right. Now it's like, well, and that's fine. You let them become gay or when maybe they found each other late in life, like you and I did, but you know, something like they were not originally a gay couple. Get out of here right. with that shit. It's fine if they are. And I mean, good for them. Like, seriously, like who wants to deal with bullshit? Like a certain extent, I certainly, I think that's just the way, like, I think that's how they should frame this is like, you know what? Bird and Ernie got sick of chicks and marriage and idea girlfriends and all that shit, and just said, you know what, we, we're here, let's just start fucking.
0: I, I've said this uh, multiple times to people, and it's usually followed with a, what the fuck, where I basically have told people, my dream, my dream is to wake up one day, and I have, listen, you know this, Jeff, this isn't Tommy G saying fucking shit on a podcast to cover the fact that he said, I have a lot of gay friends, a lot. Like yeah. multiple, like we I would literally. Many, we have many same multiples. Same. Like this isn't like oh, like I'm not racist. I have a friend of this. Right? No, no. I literally was out the other night with two chicks, two gay guys, and my other friend. Like, and it's just normal. That's my life. I don't care. Yeah. But I have said this numerous time in numerous places that I literally, my dream is to wake up and love penis. Like, unfortunately, for the 39 years and seven months I've been alive, it disgusts the shit out of me. I, I right. just have no. I see it and it's fucking ew. Like, I don't even like looking at my own dick and it's beautiful. But how amazing would that be to never in your life ever have to deal with a woman ever again? Like, do you it, know the you know, empowering that is to be like, you fuck you. No, I don't want to hear your stupid story. I don't want to hear about your fucking cat. I don't want to know what your fucking Instagram is. I don't care about your fucking filters. I don't care that you're broke and you need money. Go away. Go away. It's
1: just a more reasonable commodity. Oh, it's such like it's a better a life. easier attainable commodity than the vagina.
0: Oh. Like it's and and it's like
1: because it, you don't have to go through with any of the other stuff.
0: Oh my God. It's so like think about it. When you think of gay guy, if I tell you gay guy, you think happy, you think prancing, you think having fun, you think dual income, you doing think. Doing what they
1: want, you think relaxing. Two, right. Yeah.
0: Two gay guys go out and they see a hot guy, it's like, let's fuck them, right? That's like you, yeah. you think you think lesbian. What do you think? Angry. Angry. Right, yeah. <laughs> angry, like I mean, one don't look at one's me. One's jealous. Why are you looking at her? Like, yeah, fighting. Like, yeah. So, uh, so yes, I agree. And Bert and Ernie, go Bert and Ernie. Good for you.
1: Good, Good for that, time. man. Good it's, for you. Don't need that shit.
0: Good for you. All right, Good let's talk you. a little bit about some matchups in this upcoming week. We're gonna go heavier into this on the site, GuruElite.com. Get over there. We have monthly subscriptions. We have full full season subscriptions, VIPs, optimizers, you name it. We got it over there at GuruElite.com. But uh, but right here, what we're going to do, just a little kind of quick overview. I'll, I'll admit I haven't done too much research for this week yet, but let's kind of glance at it. Like, who's jumping off the page at you, Jeff? Who do you think is going to be underpriced, overpriced? Matt Ryan versus New Orleans looks a
1: little underpriced. Well, we've got two games that everyone is going to go flock towards, and it's New Orleans, Atlanta, San Francisco, Kansas City. I mean, both of them are you know 53 and 56, respectively, mm-hmm. over-unders or expected point totals. I, I think a game like New Orleans and Atlanta just historically – These two teams kind of pop off and play some real high-scoring games. Big game out of Matt Ryan last week. Of course, he got rushing touchdowns. And Drew Brees, the first road game for the Saints. And Saints defense was obliterated week one. They absolutely were not even tested in week two. When they were, they failed. Antonio Callaway the game-tying touchdown. So this is a huge game for them. And I I have a feeling this game is going to be higher scoring than San Francisco-Kansas City. I think this one has a chance to legitimately hit 60 70 points mm-hmm. rather easily so i'm very interested in some some players in this game this is the to me if there's one game you have to invest in this would be the one
0: the funny thing is in a in a environment over the last couple of years where you know 50 totals are like unicorns right there's usually like one a week and then every other game's like 46 47 we actually have four games with totals above 50. We have Lions, week, yeah. Lions Patriots at 51 and a half Steelers Bucks at 52 and a half Saints Falcons, 53 49ers Chiefs at 55 and a half. Um, you know, so that's where all the activity is going to go. You know, you're going to see it on that level. You're going to see those games. I think Matt Ryan at 5,700 first glance again, not much research here looks way too cheap in a game. That should be a shootout. Pat Mahomes is going to be super high owned. Um, Kevin Coleman, obviously, we're not going to have Freeman again, and they kept his price at $6,400, so he should probably be $1,000 or two more. Kareem Hunt in a shootout, $6K. Um, Aguilar at $6K. These are some of the guys that just glancing through. Trey Burton at $3,900 coming off a decent game, not had a pricing change. Those are some of the guys that jump off from me, Jeff, for next week.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, for the quarterbacks, it's those, those two games, really, that jump out to me. Um, some other just good matchups. I, I do like Jordan Howard against the Arizona Cardinals. I think that's a – Are you worried
0: – I meant, I meant to ask you about this. So, with Jordan Howard, are you worried because the coaching philosophies and the play calling come from the Andy Reid tree of analytics, obviously, mm-hmm. now? Are you worried that they're going to keep doing what Andy Reid does with Jordan
1: Howard inside the two like they did with the
0: shovel pass yesterday and we're not going to see that volume down there? No, I think
1: they're going to. Andy Reid is a good, pretty good track record over the long haul. He's gotten weird lately, and I think it's because of their analytics. Here's the thing. The Chiefs have a great analytics department. They invested in it right when Andy Reid came to town. The Bears do not. The, Bra- the Bears brought one guy, Brad Childress, the old head coach of Minnesota, he was with Kansas City. He's the guy who led their analytics department first. But the Bears front office is so fucking cheap, they would not invest in it. There are 16 personnel in the Philadelphia Eagles analytics department. There are nine people in the Kansas City Chiefs analytics department. The Chicago Bears have one guy, and it's not even an analytics department. It's a 60-year-old former burnt-out balding coach in uh, – in. Um, what the fuck, uh, I'm fucking forgetting the name I just said. Halfrick? No, Brad Childress. That was it. Brad no, Childress. Brad Childress. That's the one guy they have. So they're trying to do it, but I don't think the Bears are going to be uh, ahead of the curve long enough. They are early in the season because they study it first, but with it not working, they're going to have to run the ball, and uh, I think that's what they're going to do inside the, inside the five. I, I don't like – I'm the biggest Bears fan in the world, but Mitch Trubisky scares the daylights out of me. I rewatched the Packers game on Sunday night football. I'm gonna rewatch the uh last night's Monday night game here this week. What I've saw is a lot of open receivers. You look at the separation. Yes, a district, couple,
0: couple times, yeah.
1: Taylor Gabriel, Allen Robinson, Trey Burton. These guys are getting open by a lot. And Trubisky just can't do it. He can't process, he can't deliver the football. Good kid organization, people Strong. like him, but he he's a team that could win right now. They could right. be the Eagles of They're ready. Year.
0: They're ready with that defense. They are
1: ready now. Trubisky's not even close. So that's the problem. So I, I think Jordan Howard going forward, I like a great deal. I think the Bears will have the lead. They'll shut it down on defense and just be able to rock the fucking Cardinals on the ground all game long. So I, I definitely like him a, a good deal. Um, I think Gio Bernard is interesting against mm-hmm. Carolina. He's getting all the carries, he's very, very cheap. He catches passes and all that, so Geo's a good play. It will be an obvious play going forward. Dalvin Cook, who's banged up at uh, the end of last week's game. You're going to have to monitor him going. They
0: said it was just tired hamstring tiredness because of the heat. That was the weirdest thing I've ever read, right? Like, I thought it was a, a hammy industry injury, and he just came out and said something like it was just tired. Yeah. I, that's <laughs> your
1: hamstring. get like, tired. So. And plus, I mean, he's coming off the ACL. I mean, you just don't – you don't that's want any strange. kind of flare-ups. You that's just strange. don't need any of it. So, um, those are the running backs th- that – I'm going the, back
0: to the Kamara well, no matter what anyone fucking says, because I think people are going to jump off him, and I like the pass catching upside with Atlanta.
1: Well, yeah, I mean – But gosh, I think
0: he, I think people are going to dive off him. I really do. I mean, he's 9,500. Really? I think he's going to be popular. I think he'll have ownership, but I think you're going to see a lot of Tevin Coleman. You're going to see a lot of Kareem Hunt at 6K. You're going to see a lot of Gio Bernard at 5,900. I think we might be looking at a week where people pay down at running back and are going, you know, you know, Alvin Kamara got me 17 last week. You know, do I really want to go back to that at 9,500 when I have all this value sitting down there at running back? we got to monitor Fournette's situation. He might not be back where you get some yelled in value. Got a lot of running backs that are questionable or out this week with, you know, that's a lot of value is going to be there. I don't know how many people are going to go up to Kamara.
1: I am interested in it. I, I like it a lot. Anytime. That's why I played McCaffrey, who I do not like, last week against Atlanta, because that's what you do. You play pass-catching running backs against the Falcons. Yep. The only thing about Kamara that pisses me off is that they are very strict on his touches. Usage, yeah. It is. I understand. He's been amazing per per touch, but last week he wasn't. And God forbid he has one down game and then yeah, everybody's willing to jump off the ship. So uh, that does make me a, a little bit nervous about Kamara, but that, that game should have so many scoring opportunities that, you know, that's still fantastic. It'll be a
0: shootout. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to go the Michael Thomas route for 8,900 and not want to play both of them. They will. Um, yep. Yeah. So that's, I think, yeah, it'll still be 20%. But.
1: The other guy, Corey Clement, uh, that came out, you know, this is early in the week when we're recording this, but Doug Peterson came out and they said, or, I'm sorry, the offensive coordinator of Philadelphia came out and said, Mike Groh, he came out and said that Jay Jay's back is flaring up and they might mm-hmm. shut him down for this week. And they got a choice matchup against the Colts. Something happened last week with Washington that they were out their best defensive run stopper or defensive tackle the Colts, um, D'Amico or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. And they still couldn't run the ball. I don't get that. I don't think that's – I think that was more of a Washington problem. I think that Philly will be able to run. So, got like Corey Clement, if Ajayi and Sproles are out, which are very right. possible, that guy's going to be heavily owned and should be.
0: Yeah, he'll be he'll be high. I think people are going to pay up for wide receivers. I think you're going to see some OBJ. You're going to see Michael Thomas. You're going to see DeAndre Hopkins. A.J. Green at 7,500. Looks a little cheap. thielen has been blowing up. You know, I think these guys are gonna are gonna be very popular. Julio Jones in a shootout under 8K against New Orleans. So the way I see the rosters being built is cheap running backs, expensive receivers. Um, get the quarterback where you fit in, and then probably go to the Jack Doyles and Trey Burton's of the world at tight end. So that's kind of where the chalk's gonna lie. Um, I haven't made decisions on where I'm gonna go yet. Usually I zig when people zag. But I'm sure for cash, you'll be looking along those lines too, right?
1: I'll give you one other thing from wide receiver, and I said this early in the week, and I stand by it. Rest of the year, I think Will Fuller is as valuable as DeAndre Hopkins. I don't hate that. Will Fuller is Deshaun Watson's guy. These guys, yeah, are. I, always, nice I said that. Yep, I agree with you. They're best friends off the field. I mean, Grant Fuller will break down because he's a puss, but this is a connection that. You we have to understand that this is strong. You don't catch seven touchdowns in four games, and then you know the, the very next week go for 100 and The very next season, you know Watson didn't even play that well, and he still went for hundred in the touch. It's like this, they're just pumping him full of targets. So Will Fuller is very viable, and I think at seventy two hundred on Fanduel, whatever's DK prices, this is a top end guy. 5,900, that you can look
0: at Fifty nine hundred for lesser price. Fifty nine hundred.
1: Fifty nine, perfect. Yeah,
0: so I agree with you, and I think DeAndre Hopkins is better with Will Fuller in too. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I think not, I think everyone's uh, yeah. better. Fuller makes that team go, which is why I'm so shocked that Houston lost that game with both these guys producing last week against fucking Tennessee. So
1: gimmicky. That there's so many so gimmicks. Weird. Ocean and different lineups and yeah. fakes and it was just nonsense. But it worked.
0: Yeah. Did you look at the gambling side? Do you have anything that you want to throw out there for the bets this week?
1: Um, you know. I'm not sure I'm I'm very t- I see a number 56 and a half is the uh the line I I see at least right now in San Kansas Francisco fans yeah and I'm like that's high. that's too high that's high like come on like a i can on that. a lot of a lot of parents yeah exactly i mean it's just you know, I think that's that's a line that makes uh, an under that makes a lot of sense to me. I really learned my lesson last week, man. I knew it was bad going uh, road favorites. Yeah. I went three of them, lost all three. Oh
0: god, favorites got killed last week. Favorites. Oh, got-
1: and the road favorites is always yeah, a bad idea. Really. But um, yeah, that that's one. I don't really. Nothing else is jumping out to me. I think the Bears minus six. Uh, even though they're on the another road favorite, oh, okay, I won't do that. No, I'm out.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, no, 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 no more no, road fucking
1: no, favorite. No. I, I used Not to be again. my method years ago. Never go wrong. Never play
0: wrong road favorites. Yeah. and I always have. I always have one of my worst weeks of the gambling year in the first three weeks because I do something like that, and I go, "Well, now I remember why yep. I don't do that anymore." Um, I think, and this isn't a bias here. I just think the Jets on Thursday night plus one fifty on the money line. Going as a team that hasn't won a football game in 600 days. Like, I, it's hard to argue against that, right? Like, it's, uh, it's just hard to look at the Browns as a three-point favorite and not say that there's value on the fucking dog. So uh, I got a I parlay hinging on that, and I'm just deciding if I'm going to actually hedge it or not. Probably look for an in-game opportunity. But, I mean, if I'd have told you at any point in your life over the last fucking year and a half that you can get a team plus 150 against the Browns, it's it's hard to say no. So, right now, that's the only research I've done on the gambling.
1: I'll Except right that, that team is the Jets.
0: And I know. I know. But it's it's the Browns. They'll find a way. Uh, tie, a tie I push, right? They'll find a way to make sure they don't They'll win. Tie, it. Yeah. They'll find a way to keep There's that. Game about tied. a tie
1: each week. So. I know. They'll find a way
0: more. to tie it. But, uh, all right, Jeffrey, any final words for the peoples?
1: Oh, uh, no. Bill Belichick's
0: dirty asshole. Yeah, we're going to listen back to this. And I don't even know what some of the shit we said. <laughs> this is one of those where we're basically just gonna be like yeah don't even edit it just fucking put it on and let's listen to it because we probably said something. throw it up and i'm sure everybody should have have
1: said. It. So if you're offended we're sorry but go fuck yourself yeah, anyway. if
0: you're offended i'm not sorry go fuck yourself anyway sign up for guru guys subscribe to the podcast download the podcast review the podcast the more you do for us the better the guests that we can get on this show don't you want me and Jeff interviewing Bill Belichick and about his asshole? Yeah. Like, don't you want to hear that? Don't you want to hear me and Jeff trying if to offer? If you like John and Stormy subscribe food? to this
1: podcast, I will eat a banana cream pie out of Bill Belichick's asshole.
0: He will do that too. Okay, do that. Everyone like, like and subscribe. It. Screenshot the shit out of it so we can retweet it so that we get banana cream pie. Bill Belichick's asshole. Jeff Mann's. Good luck. Stay cashing, motherfuckers. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here.
1: A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. Ain't no mercy! Ain't no mercy!